happened to turns out she's psychic the podcast spiritual musings sometimes amusing i'm tracy and i'm laura hello and welcome back dear listeners Hi. hi Tracy. Hi Laura. I actually heard a podcast, I'm not going to name it, but I heard a podcast the other day refer to um, their listeners as dear listeners Aww. at the end of the podcast. Yeah. But the way that she said it, it sounded like you. And oh. I, I wonder if they listen to our podcast because <laughs> it sounded like, you know, when you you don't intentionally copy someone, but you listen to someone so often that you you sound like them when you say something. Mm, interesting. It's, it's, it sounded like you. And I was like, oh, I wonder if these people listen to our podcast. <laughs> I wonder if maybe I listened to something and, and you know, unintentionally copied someone ages ago. Yeah. Well, but then I suppose it's a common thing to say, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah, maybe. But it was, hello, dear listeners. But she said something like, um, to you, our dear listeners, and it sounded Aww. exactly like someone had just put your voice over it. Wow. But, yeah, when you spend time with people, I guess you do kind of um, copy. I know, like, uh, random and completely off tangent, but <laughs> our eldest son, Harley, is now working with Matt, my husband, and he's got an yeah. apprenticeship for building. And recently the way that Harley has been speaking he says um the word really so like if you say I got a new car he'll go really (laughs) and every it's like really it's got this certain inflection to it yeah and because he's been spending every day with Matt I noticed over the weekend because I got to spend some alone time with Matt we went away for a dirty weekend (laughs) but um I noticed that he has that inflection and he he's like, really? And he'll say it the same as Harley. It's oh, like, so oh. Matt's taken it Matt's on. taken it from oh. Harley. Yeah, it's so funny. That's cute. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got two of them. <laughs> oh, God Uh-oh. help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, and um, I guess we should apologise for our absence last week. We kind of skipped a week because Tracy was sick and we had like a time slot that we could have recorded in and it was just not possible. Not possible. And so apologies so for my, yeah, apologies for my voice again. And if I do go into a bit of a coughing attack, because <laughs> it's still there, I feel much better and I'm in very good spirits. Mm, I just cool. sound like shit and this cough just won't piss off, but hey. Yeah. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. Well, I've decided that I just don't think that I can test positive to COVID. Oh, gosh. She said it, everybody. Superhuman. (laughs) Even like my kids. Like I reckon we've had COVID in the house that it was just always been a negative. Yeah, so far. Yeah, so far. Throwing it out there. It's like a bloody challenge now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad you're starting to feel a bit better or sound a bit better. Hopefully it will continue to improve. Yeah, it should. Doing all the right things. You'd be very proud of me. I am. I usually am. (laughs) Um, So today we thought we were going to throw around a topic around our children and have a bit of a conversation about lots of influences and how we have conversations with the kids and how they get opened up to different viewpoints and how that can open up 
Pandora's box, so to speak. Mm. And also, I just want to add something. You don't know this, but I was just thinking about it because I heard it this morning. Someone that I follow uh, in the business world of of Tracy, um, I only just found out this morning that he actually is a Scientologist. Oh. And, you know, me with my cult situation. Um, Mm -hmm. It was very interesting and it's piqued my curiosity today because um, he, even though he doesn't advertise it, he definitely doesn't deny it and does talk about it. But when it comes to the business side of thing, I've followed this guy for about three years and not once did I know until today that he was a Scientologist. And apparently when you get deep into his business systems, Uh, you start to understand that he is in Scientology. And so it's really interesting when you are even exposed as an adult to self-help, business, uh, health, all different uh, ways of doing things and belief systems and modalities and methodologies, um, that there can be so many uh, underlying spiritual and religious, um, I want to say, motives but also agendas and um influences influences great word um it's funny how when I I think that as I'm getting older I'm starting to notice that especially because a lot of what I do has to do with America so I have a lot to do especially in the business realm with the United States a lot of my clients live over there too and it's very different over there and they are very religiously and spiritually led so their business tends to reflect a lot of their personal beliefs and even their politics yeah as their and they speak about them more openly too yep And they're very kind of, uh, they're very, you are what you are. And if you're not what I am, then we're not people, we're not friends. Definitive. Um, I found um, it's an interesting culture to observe where they like their words. They, uh, and, you know, this is just an observer. Um, They like a definition and they'll stick to that. And, it's interesting. I'm it more of a interpretive style. <laughs> you know, I, I take people as they are. <laughs> yeah, like what resonates and what doesn't. But it's more it, well, from an Specular. observation standpoint, they tend to be a bit more rigid or they'll say, well, I am, I don't know, I am this, so therefore that's why I do X, Y, Z. Yeah. 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 It kind of determines the labels, the definitions. Yeah. And Hmm. how they work and why they work and what they do for work. Um, And so, even though we want to talk about kids and their exposure to different families and schools and coaches Mm -hmm. and all kinds of different elements that they have um, come in to. You know, if I think about my kids, um, obviously I have very, very open-minded children um, and children who are allowed and have, we hold space for them to discover and explore their own relationship with with spirituality and whatever that looks like. And 
I know that it will probably move and change and morph and grow. And that's what I love to watch. And I feel blessed to witness that as their mother. And I, and I am grateful that those children have parents like Matt and I who hold space for them to do that. But you know, my eldest two, the eldest doesn't go to school anymore, but my eldest two spent their secondary years at a, uh, like a pretty strict Catholic yeah, Christian college. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, I'm not stupid. I know that people probably find me a little bit intimidating sometimes about my decision making and don't question it, or maybe even just don't want to talk to me about it because, I don't know, maybe it's just a little bit intimidating to have those conversations with me. And I get that. Um, I don't, I don't think that I am like that, but I get <laughs> as to why people would think that. But yeah. um, I know that when that, that question did come up when we were sending our eldest to year seven at the Christian Catholic college. And it was kind of like, people were a little bit like perplexed. It's just like, but you know, why, why would you do that? Like, mm. I I remember having a conversation with you about it when we first got to know each other again. I was so surprised. I'm like, where where do they go to school? Yeah. And I was just like, wow. (laughs) What, what, talk about that. What, what, because because it's really rigid and um, my world of spirituality, especially at that time, was um, almost opposite that in a sense. Yeah. So I just, I found that very, um, very interesting, but I didn't keep that to myself. I think I went, wow, like, (laughs) (laughs) talk me through what led you to that decision. (laughs) And um, you very simplistically um, just explained um, a bit about organised religion and how you see it as a a way that holds people in faith um, and how that is, you know, that's not that harmful. It's just everything else around it and organised religion, not religion itself, and the different interpretations, which is what I see when it comes to school. It's Mm -hmm. very rigid. It's very organised. It's very interpretive. It's not, um, yeah. And so, but then you being you and Matt being Matt and the parents that you are, you're able to balance that out. You're able to... Allow, like you're able to send your children to a school like that for the for the perceived benefits and then be able to level that out and you know keep them balanced on the other side of that to all the other possibilities yeah well school primarily is you know whether whether people want to acknowledge it or not school these days is quite redundant in terms of teaching the things that our children are going to need in terms of real life applicable skills they're getting much better especially the secondary yeah, schools yes they've come a long way they are they, <laughs> they are. have come a long way it's always a little bit behind the you know behind the well, curve but the thing is know. the thing is that technology moves faster than teachers do and it's not the teachers fault it's it it's and it's not even the it's government's the curriculum. Fault. It's changing yeah. the whole curriculum. Yeah. It's almost impossible yeah. to keep up with technology. I, the information that that my children can absorb is more than we ever could. Their brains work differently. They're used to instant answers to their, their questions. Exposure. Yeah, yeah, and they learn faster. 
and they want to learn faster. And so school moves too slow. And that's what I mean kind of like by redundant in terms of the things that they're learning. Mm. You know, they can go and do, they can go and watch a YouTube tutorial and know how to make something explode or they can go and sit in science for a term to to learn it. And they don't want to wait. They they get frustrated mm. and they're impatient. And it's all yes, those other things with school, isn't it? The social it side, the yeah. learning behaviors, the respecting other people. That's all it. All of that. And discipline. Yeah. And aptitude and application and being conscientious and being mindful and thoughtful. Mm. And when it comes to Christian school, um, or even just the school that my my boys went to, <clears throat> the faith aspect was huge for me because I want to. I want to parent children who in this world exist knowing that they're that they are that it doesn't stop with them that there is something greater and higher and mightier than them um and I never want them to think that they are alone I want them to always have that awareness and that teaching yeah that faith that they are part of something and inside of the school that, and I'm not saying all schools are the same, but inside of the school that we chose for our boys, um, that is what they foster. That is their message. They are community driven. They are um, a very altruistic level school. They are of the Edmund Rice um, sort of lineage. So um, Edmund Rice comes from um, like helping the poor kids and the needy and the the children who were homeless. And so there is a lot of really just good foundational human um, traits that I knew that that school would would uphold at the top level. And that's really important for me. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and for the little children or the little people that I'm responsible for, like that's what I want to give them. Yeah. And I, I ran into a friend yesterday um, and um, she was saying, we were talking about how our boys, how Harley's driving, he's now got his learner's license and her son's got his P's and for the first time drove to Sydney yesterday on his P plates wow. with a friend. Um, by himself with a friend and she's just like oh my god it's crazy <laughs> and I said well you've just got to trust that the the values and the yeah. awarenesses of you know being safe being courteous being responsible um being aware of consequences you've just got mm. to trust that you've done your job and yeah. that they can they can they can promote that inside themselves when they need to it's over to them correct and I think that you know I'm not knocking public school man I'm public school the roughest public school in Sydney probably at the time (laughs) shout out Blacktown Girls High Mm -hmm. like it was nasty and but um I think that it's an individual decision and, and parents get to determine what they want. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, going to that school wasn't without its challenges for the boys because... There's always, you know, there's never one school that's just amazing in every aspect. I think absolutely. everyone... Yeah, everyone can have stories. And schools like um, the school that my boys go to, they they have to allocate a certain level of a a certain amount of places each year for non-denominational and for other religions. So they are, they do have 
they do cater for it, but they're very gracious in the way that the way that they do that. And every year that it was possible for my children to participate in any kind of um, religious sacrament through the Christian Catholic um, pathway, yeah. we were offered it and politely declined. And there was never any, there was never any thought of feeling like we were ostracized or made to feel um, like we weren't part of a community. In fact, we've got a great friendship with the principal of that school. Mm. And, you know, it's, he, he even calls to just see how, like the other day I went up to the school to do something for Luca and he's like, how's Harley going? How's he, how's he traveling outside of school and how's he mm. doing with his dad? And he, they just genuinely care. Yeah. And that's got nothing to do with anything other than just the values that they promote inside themselves. And they respect everybody yeah. when they come from that. And that's what I want my kids to have. Yeah. And, and so when you think about your children being exposed, you know, there's been there's been children inside that school. It is a boys' school, so there's been boys inside that school that have been extremely religious heavy, that have come up through the ranks of Catholic school. They've had all their sacraments. Their families are very religious. And it's been really beautiful to watch my children navigate that themselves Yeah, and for them to, On a to personal know that. level. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even... You know, we, our daughter, Alaska, last year, so she was seven, and one of her best friends, who is a year younger than Alaska, but they're in the same year at school, um, she came up to Alaska and said, um, I'm bisexual and I really like you. Wow. And <laughs> uh, Alaska, Alaska was just on her iPod and she's just casually like, oh, mom. So-and-so came up to me today and said, I'm bisexual and I like you. And I went, what? Can I get into it? Like, put that on repeat for a second. And she said it and as if like it was a nothing, which impressed me so much when she, the way that she said it. Um, and I just said, oh, and what did you say? And she said, well, I thought, cool, but I don't like you that way. I'm not bisexual, I don't think. So I just said it. That's cool, but I, I'm not, and I don't mm. like you that way. And I was like, cool. So are, are we good? Interesting. Such a it seems like such a young age to be talking about sexual interests. Well, they're exposed to so much on those damn devices on YouTube and the things mm. and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. But in having a conversation with this child's mother, it shed a lot more light on the situation. This child has an older sibling and the older sibling had a friend come over and the younger girl, my my daughter's friend, oh, was, yeah. was eavesdropping on the older girl's conversation and they were talking about some older kids that are bisexual or are mm -hmm. saying that they are. And, and I think the younger one who was only just shy of seven, I don't think she really understood Oh, okay. And right. I think she was just saying it potentially just to have something to say and because mm -hmm. older girls talk about it and it's she a conversation. She picked up as though it was a very yeah. interesting thing to be talking about. Yeah, obviously. And it's like, okay, it's just so innocent and, mm. and it's all fine. But what impressed me was two things. One, that my daughter has a friendship where her best friend can be open and feel safe to do so. And that my daughter was able to own her truth and see her best friend and accept it and just say straight away, 
that's cool, but like I'm not and I don't like you like that. So are we cool? <laughs> and it's like two little seven and eight year olds having this conversation. And it's like, that's exactly how it needs to be. Mm. As we get older, it's just like, cool. Like, <laughs> are we good? Yeah, we're good. Like, big deal. Yeah. I, I like I like the flavor of it. It just seems so young to it be does. having. Those, yeah. <laughs> it does. Content. It does. Yeah. You know, there was a time where that would be a red flag if anybody is um you know, exposed to such sexual talk at such such a young age, there was usually only one reason and that's because they were exposed themselves to it. Like that's a massive red flag. And that's but what you're I was right. gonna say too. They, they hear about all kinds of things through older siblings and through the internet and it just makes TikTok and and yeah. with the with you know the last few years especially being so um you know the topic of gender has been such a huge topic everywhere yeah. like you it, it's yeah. it's just mainstream now yeah we we totally. drove we were in Sydney yesterday and we drove past a cafe and it said trans friendly cafe mm-hmm. you know we would never have seen a sign like that not even a few years ago and that's just what our children see. It's yeah. that's just it's just part of their life. And why shouldn't it be in so many ways? Absolutely. Um, but, it's, I was just thinking it's a shame they've got to have signs like that. It's like if yeah. you're just not a fucking idiot and if you're nice to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Just don't be an asshole. All right. Absolutely. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like I think about I remember vividly when I was little, um, Obviously, because I was sexually abused, I was exposed to many things that I shouldn't have been at such a young age. And I was extremely, um, probably what you would call um, like a promiscuous little six-year-old, you know, or five-year-old even. And I remember spending time with the other side of my family. And um, I remember trying to teach one of my uh, cousins, younger cousins, something that I had learnt and I got into trouble and I didn't know why I was in trouble. You didn't understand it. No, Um, but as an adult, I can clearly understand exactly what was going on now. But like you said, like back in the day, a young child talking about that lets you know that they've been exposed to something they shouldn't have. Absolutely. Inappropriate sexual knowledge or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's it's not just religion and, and things like that that children are exposed to. It's so many different things, like even interracial and biracial families and mm-hmm. all different things, step-parents and step-brothers and sisters. Yeah, blended and families. Blended families. Like there are so many things that our kids can be exposed to. And I think at the core of it, spirituality and religion, you know, where I, I think I'm going to probably kind of lump them in one of the same at the moment. I think, yeah, in essence it is the same, believing yeah. in a higher power. Yeah, and also inclusion and um, mercy and grace, uh, acceptance yeah. and love. Um, I think it's it's a great foundation for our children to be exposed to those conversations around those topics um, so that those bigger conversations about sexuality, about even just more religion, like deeper religion, about, um, you know, 
biracial and blended and even uh, different, um, even just gender in terms of what females should and shouldn't do and um, biases and all those things. All those things. Yeah, those conversations can be held safer and they can be had more freely, I think, if you've got children growing up with a foundation that that has respect and faith and and trust and honesty and acceptance. Mm. And if you know that there is a power higher than you, then what right does that give you to judge anyone or anything? I'm glad and, you said that word judgment because um, being aware of judgment, I'd love, I'd love to say non-judgmental, but that's like huge, being aware of your judgments and where they're sitting and why so you can recognise, oh, that's a me thing, not a you thing, and just being curious with that and yeah. accepting of the greater conversation rather than getting caught up in your own judgments, just being aware that they're there, yeah. parking them. Yeah, and let like hold space for others to to let you know what it is that they need you to know or want you to yeah. know without yep. your own assumptions That's or right. filters or yep. preconceptions. Being um, open enough to allow those conversations to happen without getting caught up in yeah the judgment side of it. Yeah, and of course, there's like a lot of religion and organized religion that is very cancel culture, like very no judgment that yeah 100 <laughs> percent, yeah. and they're very forthcoming and very righteous within that yeah shameful um, yep yeah uh but we tend to see that in the extremes we tend to see that when people are very black and white but in a lot of organized religion as well like for example the boys school it's not like that at all yeah, there are, it's changed. There are, yeah, yeah, I think, but, you know, a generation ago it was very rigid, you know. People would be going to private schools, getting beaten up by nuns, you know, for looking a certain, a, you know, in a direction the wrong way or, you know, it. those schools have changed a lot as well. Yeah, they have for sure. Um, and just I think if we think about, like in everything that I do, I think about what the end result is that I want or the end result is that would be in my, in, in not my judgment, but in, from my most pure space, what would be the, the highest good for all at the end? Um, and really then you've got your own free will to determine how you travel to get to that yeah. destination. And when you uphold your values and your morals and just your character and who you are and, you know, when I do mentoring, we establish uh, a creed, a personal creed. And when you, when you know who you want to be in the world and when you know what makes you feel good and what makes others feel good and just try and travel in that car and, yeah. and not change cars, not get, you know, caught up with that fancy car or that fancy car and just go your own pace and go your own speed and and stop at your own destinations along the way until yeah. you get to your final destination. But all along, um, I think it's really important to be aware that you don't know everything and that 
there are going to be people who are going who are intentionally put by divine plan put in in there as a crossroad or in there as a giveaway sign or in there as a stop sign or in there mm. as a train track or something a red light a green light a yellow light those people are here to give you more self-awareness of who you are more opportunity to practice compassion more opportunity to learn forgiveness, more opportunity to sit in grace and ease. They're not there to fight against. They're not there to uh, cancel or to uh, judge. They're there to learn from. And they are, they are the blessings that it come That's in disguise. perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so when when someone comes to you, whether it is your children that have been have gone and stayed over at a friend's place or had a play and they come back and you realize that hey that family might be Jehovah witness or that family might be evangelistic or that family might be mormon or whatever they are it's about saying okay where like this is not to say oh well <laughs> this is my belief and, yeah. oh, I don't want my child playing or associating with that family or that child anymore. It's about giving giving yourself the grace and the compassion and the space to learn how to, because this is a lesson for you, but it's also a lesson for your child and for that child and that family. So it's about learning how to learn the skills that you need in order to teach your child to navigate this situation for themselves. But it's in those periods of time that you're going to teach them to either be um, like a bigot or um, whether whether you're going to teach them to judge. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to teach them to judge. I, I welcome these opportunities so that my children from a very young age can be exposed to what it's like to be a person that live and let live. Yeah. You know, and to see so much beauty in someone else's choices, whether we agree with them or not, if that person is has conviction, if that person feels so deep down inside and they're happy and they're mm. safe. Yeah, and they're not harming. Yeah. Let them. Because we're all different. Yeah. Because who says that the way that I see things is right? Certainly not me. It's just a place where I've found salvation. It's just a place where I've found beauty and self-love and self-compassion. It's a place where I found that I am the best version of myself. Yeah. I think we spoke about that a lot, especially in our first season. It was, mm. I think we pretty much started every episode with, of course, this is just our chats and it might not sit with everybody. And if you don't agree, that's cool. We're just talking about our stuff. Yeah. Mm, that's that's all it. whatever is for anyone. Yeah. 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 Whether it resonates or not, mm. whether it and, holds you. Yeah. And, and maybe it's just food for thought. You know, maybe it doesn't even apply now. Maybe you don't have kids, but maybe you've got little kids that you do look after or care for, or maybe you see other kids having a conversation and, you get the opportunity, maybe you're a teacher and you get the opportunity to influence or educate. Um, But I also think that spiritualism, because like I identify as a spiritualist and that is so broad because there are so many different ways to live as a spiritualist, but essentially to be a spiritualist, you just have to believe that 
that there is an afterlife and you have to believe that you can communicate with them. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the other religions, even though they do have those inside of them, many of them, they don't, uh, they don't identify, they don't have those as identification markers, so to speak. Um, And spiritualism also believes, yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, And spiritualism also believes that there is a higher power and that we don't know everything that we're all journeying and that we have many lives to live. And this, it's very open ended. Um, But what I feel that that does on that really big macro level is that on a micro level, you have to also be that you have to also be very open ended and, and realize that, Hey, like something could come along tomorrow and just blow my head off my shoulders. Open to that evolution of it. Yeah. We only know what we know in any given moment. Yeah. And may and, and I think as long as as long as because I have a lot of my three children are very well, two of them are very sociable beings and they're exposed to lots of different people. And where we live on the central coast, it is a multi-religious um kind of space like we got some serious religion going on the central coast (laughs) um and some of them are very loud and proud and some of them you would never even know are there they're just playing it down low doing their thing doing their thing um but in the end I teach my children to realize that if that person has faith then that's a good thing if that person has respect that's a good thing and if that person has space for you to be you, then that's a good thing. And that's it. Yeah. That person's a friend then. That's it. That they're the only yeah. they're the only things that we consider. Yeah. That's it. That that's person can be black, white, brown, yellow, pink, white, like pink and white. That person can be, can identify as a plant if they want to. Yeah. That person can identify as someone like we, we don't joke about it, but we kind of joke about it. But Luca and I, like Luca has an intense sense of humor. Like it, it's crazy <laughs> level sense of humor. And when we went through the, the conversation of being um, all the different types of sexualities that you could have, this is a few years ago, and there was pansexual mm-hmm. and um, all the different types of sexualities. And um, Luca said, I can't even remember what one he said, but I just said, well, I identify as someone who um, is attracted to sand. Like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sand sexual. And sounds so, scratchy. I know, right? <laughs> it sounds like a good exfoliator. Um, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm sand sexual. And, but it was good because it just made, um, like that conversation, we weren't, like taking, making a joke of it, making a mockery of it. No. But what we were saying was like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, do you really care? Like you don't want to hear about your mum and dad's sex life to begin with. Yeah. Why do you care about anyone else's sex life? I think it's the greater, um, the greater lesson in that is like you're saying, the openness, the acceptingness, the observational power of just observing how different we are and how it doesn't matter. We we can still get on if we yeah. get out of each other's way and we're aware of that judgment. We're aware mm. of how closed-minded we can be or not. And the barriers, the 
the um the barriers that we, we perceive as barriers are just things for us to learn yeah to be aware of yeah yeah and so teaching your child that too and to say this yeah. person isn't coming into your life for you to say no we're too different and we don't have the same beliefs so we can't be friends instead it's like okay you have so much of what I feel is good and valuable in terms yeah. of a friendship. Let me look at the things that maybe are really obvious that should separate us and figure out a way that we can make them not separate us. Mm. Figure out a way in our own in our own sense, in our own little beings, in our own little minds where we can maybe just come together with what we do share and let someone else come together to share the other parts that's what I love about uh where Luce her primary school goes I know it's really common especially in Australia they have scripture so they're friends with they're friends with everyone on the playground all day every day and then once a week they have scripture and they all go off to their different denominations their different religions and they've got ethics and Buddhism and all the other recognized religions and um and then a non-scripture as well, like a, a non-anything, just an activity room. And so they all go off to their different ones and they're all friends irrespective of that. That's what I think yeah. is like it just without having those greater conversations, it actually is a demonstration of how easy it can be. Yeah. 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 The public system does it really well. Yeah. Does well, really I think well. they sort of have to, don't they? Um, yeah. But they have... Um, yeah, I really appreciate that. I really mm. love seeing that. Alaska. And Harmony Day and all of that. Yeah. yeah. They have all their cultures that they celebrate and mm. Luce will often go in with a PowerPoint on Peru or a list of <laughs> Spanish words or, you know, all kinds of things. It's inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Alaska only just said it to me. It probably would have only been a week or so ago. Um, it's funny the little conversations that she just pops up with she's so like me I like that in terms of the tangents mm -hmm. but she said um mum I don't think that I believe in Jesus and I said well Jesus was a person babe like it's not like I, I understand what you're saying and I, mm -hmm. I know what you're trying to say but Jesus was an actual person so it's not whether or not you believe in him or not mm. maybe it's it's maybe whether you believe what people say he was capable of doing or yeah. what he did do but Jesus it's not about believing him or not Jesus is a person yeah um but God that you're learning about because she goes to Catholic scripture mm -hmm. God that you're learning about um that's probably who you're referring to that you might not believe in because God wasn't a person and um God is that what she, she said meant? That's what she meant. And she said, so is God source? I'm like, yeah, that's it. God is what we refer to as source um, or the divine, whatever. Like universe. Yep. universe. Well, kind yep. of, yeah. Um, and she's like, okay. She goes, so I shouldn't be going to scripture then, right? I said, well, you can do what you want to do. Like if you don't want to go to scripture, you don't have to. You, and sh you can go to ethics. You can go to non-scripture. You can do whatever you want to do. She goes, well, I just don't think that I should be in there if I don't think that it's real. Like if I think they're lying, I don't think that I should be in there. It's probably not the class for you. <laughs> and I'm like, Great. I don't tell that. them that your mum told you to say that because I didn't. <laughs> she came to that conclusion by the sounds of it all on her own. She did. I love and that. 
we don't we don't have those conversations at home. Yeah. So it's not like she hears us talk about it, but it's just no. who we are. Yeah. Um yeah. so when she goes back to school, we will have the conversation about whether she needs to what she wants to do, whether she wants to go. Because I think learning about religion is really important. Yeah. Because the more educated you are about different religions, the more empathy and compassion you can have for the other person's faith. Well, if you don't learn about it, that's when ignorance comes ignorance, in. Ignorance, And correct. you've made your mind up about something that you know nothing about. Exactly. That's how, how many troubles do, do we get into strife over on a global scale through ignorance? It's the same as race. Oh, everything. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're just talking about Lucy with Peru and mm-hmm. Spanish words and, and food and mm-hmm. when we share things like that. If, you're, if, if you don't try Thai food... But you know, like it's. But you say you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, have you tried it? Because it's delicious. It's hello. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love a chicken pad thai? Yeah, it's, fucking missing out. <laughs> exactly, and it's the same with religion. Like, religion is not wrong. It's just the extremes of all types of belief systems that extremist view with everything. Yeah. yeah, and that doesn't make it wrong. It just makes that some of the things that they do wrong. Yeah, and a higher probability of harm. Yeah, and in the name of. It's like it's yeah. what is the cause, like what is in the name of, why are you doing it? Um, and, you know, that's where we get all that. Like extremists gets down to the cult area, which is yes. so interesting. Yeah, and you um, like the psychology behind that, which oh, it's is totally understandable when you have such a uh, unique perspective. Yeah. Hmm. I find it just... I find people inside of cults, um, I just, I love them. Mm. <laughs> We're going to do a cult episode or, or we 10, are. aren't we? <laughs> we are, yeah. Um, and I love them because they want so badly yeah. to belong to something. And I love that. Interesting. I, yeah, I um, and I'm generalizing here because some of them go in there to do the opposite so that they can avoid needing to deal with life. Okay. Um, but there is them a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the ones that go in because they create it out of love and they create it out of togetherness and they create it out of, um, altruism. It's just so intriguing how, mm. They can then just be completely blindsided or completely just isolated and they become so just tunnel vision yeah. and focused that that they lose themselves. It's incredible. And discovering that moment of surrendering over, it's just, it's just so intriguing. Mm. But just the idea of those people it there's it, I just find it really fascinating it's fascinating it is <laughs> because we all you know there's primary needs for humans as and as animals where we're, we're yep. pack animals we Love, are connection belonging whether mm-hmm. you Certainty. say you want it or need it or not yeah we're wired we're hardwired it's a primitive need well you would know about that when it comes to babies like when when they say they fail to thrive yeah. Because babies need hugs. They yeah. need love. Nature versus nurture style. 
Yeah. Mm. And that's the other thing with true crime when it comes to serial killers. That's why they fascinate me too, because there is always that nature versus nurture. Would they have been a serial killer if that's they'd right. have grown up in a different environment? Yeah. And there's always um, the McDonald triad, which is um, the three different things that a lot of serial killers uh, share. And one of them is a brain injury or a head injury before the age of seven. There's certain things uh, like cruelty to animals, lighting fire. Yeah. Yeah. Patterns. Yeah. And whether that is, you know, in their DNA or. What's the causation there? Yeah. Like are they born or are they bred? Are they created or are they yep. born? It's just a, so fucking intriguing. Yeah. yeah. And there's no answer. Like there is, that, that's the point of it. There is yep. no right or wrong answer. And there there isn't any one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a formula. Yep. Yeah. You've got the ingredients. There's a general, you know, there's some, there's, there's kind of like a general rule that applies to most. They can but then there trends, are the, right? Yeah. yeah. There are the kind of 5% that sits there and just fucks shit up for everyone. And it's just yeah. like, damn it. There's just, yeah, there's always going to be dicks, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. And I guess, you know, that's the moral of everything. It's just like, don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be an extremist. Yeah. Stay um, open. Stay open. And yeah. see it as an opportunity to teach and to grow and within yourself, but also to create little people who are going to grow into more tolerable, more compassionate, mm. more kind more virtuous, more gracious people. Yeah, the more switched on parents, the more switched on kids, I I think it would seem to be the case. But also even um, this episode might appeal to people that have never even had those thoughts of their own. Maybe they didn't grow up in a house that was so open, that was so accepting, that was so non-judgmental. So I would be interested equally to hear from anybody like that because I know on the emails we quite often hear from people that say, I wish I had this podcast when I was growing up. It certainly would have made things a lot easier. So I think it's a good conversation to have, especially for kids. But if you've never been um, in environments that have been so welcoming and open, then this is a space for you, for everyone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, Laura, good point. (laughs) (laughs) The more we learn to just be able to sit with people and talk and understand someone else without getting in our own way, it's just such a powerful thing, isn't it? And our kids, like the kids that that are around now, and for the next little while that are born, they're the ones that are, they're the future. They really are. Yeah. And they have, they have so much power in them. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you are someone who um, yeah. probably. Yeah, you've made it this far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you're someone who probably agrees with that to help whatever, whatever level that is. And it, it is our responsibility to. Yeah to nurture that and realise that they have a different journey, a very different journey to what our journey has been as their parents. Yeah. And we, to give them the best opportunity to thrive as adults and to to live a life that is worth living and, you know, a, a life of um, of full expression is is kind of the ultimate, I guess, it's about what is for the highest good of my child. And if that means that you have to put your biases aside or your opinions or your judgments aside and let your child have the space to make their own and just guide them without 
forcing it on them or without them just, um, um, what's the word, um, adopting them or. Um, yeah, because they do mimic us so much. They do. And like I, I see my kids mimic me in a way, but in their own way, like with Alaska's conversation, like, yeah, she goes to Catholic scripture. All my kids went to Catholic scripture mm-hmm. until every single one of them had the conversation with me at about the same age that was like, oh, I'm starting to hear some of this like higher level stuff. I'm starting to have a few questions. Yeah. Um, but I've let them find those questions on their own. They and identify it. The They're eldest, the ones that see it. Yeah. The eldest wanted to talk about those questions and had a million questions and wanted the answers very black and white and really sat with it for a lot longer. Um, and if you ask him, he would probably still say that he believes in God. As, mm-hmm. as the Catholic God, if you asked yep. him, I don't know, that's probably the last conversation that we had, but that's okay. Cool. Huge yeah. you, boo. Yeah. Um, the second one, Luca, <laughs> he, he would just laugh and smile and walk away if, because it's just like, really, do we have to have this conversation again, mum? Mm-hmm. Because he, he, um, he is exactly like me. He's comfortable and, and confident in his own beliefs. Yeah. And, and it's more just because we believe what we experience. Yeah. That's what we believe. As spiritualists, we we are very close to scientists. See it, believe it. <laughs> spiritualists are actually like, well, we 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 are spiritualists because we see it, therefore we believe it. You're acknowledging it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it it's it's no real question for Luca because Luca experiences it the same way as me. Mm-hmm. And then Alaska is very intelligent, and I think growing up in the house that she's grown up in and she's she's be the one that's been exposed to these conversations a lot more because she's around when I'm recording or she's around when mm-hmm. I'm working and she can hear things um and she hears the conversations that Matt and I have whereas the boys aren't really here for that they're out or doing their own thing and when they yeah. were younger we weren't talking about it yeah um and so she's kind of just when she's been exposed to those things it's been this instant awareness of like oh that that doesn't really align with that recognition yeah yeah um and so she's made up her own choice too and she can come and go she can do what she wants to do just like you said creating that space um where they can do that yeah because for all I know one of my children could go and be a monk yep yep cool because it's their journey (laughs) that's right it's the I, I look at my journey compared to my parents journey yeah could not be more different and how often do our, I know when I grew up, it was like, when I was your age, blah, blah, blah. When I was your age, mm-hmm. it's irrelevant. I don't want to say that in the same, um, with the same meaning for my kids because it yeah. doesn't hold any credence to them. So outdated. It's just that that person who's saying it, it's a their thing. Yeah. Because they're so you, exasperated. You're projecting. They yeah, because they don't understand what's going on. So they just want to relate it back to some to their own experience rather than handling what's going on in front of them. And, you know, kids are our greatest teacher. They're here to teach us and we're here to guide them. But how often, you know, if you observe kids being kids, they all get on together. They all play together. It's not until they learn how to judge someone or they've they they view it from somebody else that their socialist behavior changes. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they were left to their own devices, they would be fine. It's because we influence. And so taking a bit of that on 
to realize how influential we can be and using that power for good. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. You Just being get, aware of get it. Get back up on your soapbox. I like Just it. Just <laughs> being responsible for it. <laughs> That's it. Alaska started to watch this. I don't know whether Luce watches it, but Alaska started to watch on YouTube this thing called Darman. Oh, haven't heard of that one. Apparently it's very popular at the moment with the kids, like everyone watches it. But mm. it's a little short little short um like um skits and um there's there they teach uh values in these things and so it's pretty hardcore though like um like there was this one where a babysitter was at the house and um money went missing or something and it was the child that stole the money and the parents blamed the babysitter and the child said it was the babysitter and in the end the the child got caught and so it plays out these whole scenarios wow it's like what we were probably would have learned from home and away at one point when we were younger (laughs) um but it's in these little youtube videos and alaska is obsessed with them but Mm. some of them can be really hardcore like really mean like wow really bullying to get get the message across they make it i think so Extreme. I think so. Mm. And like sometimes I'm like, oh, babe, I don't, I don't like this. Like that's it's a little bit too far. I don't like the way they're speaking to each other. And she's like, Mom, it's Darman. And when I know that she's <laughs> listening to Darman, as long as she watches it to the end on oh, those ones, right. I'm okay. Yeah. But okay. I tend to make sure I'm listening. Just to, I haven't heard that one yet. So at the end, it always comes what the lesson is. So I said yep. to her the other day, why do you listen? Like that has overtaken yeah. Roblox. It's overtaken Minecraft. Uh-huh, it's overtaken okay. watching, um, oh, I can't even think of her name, um, the girl that does, oh, what's her name? Alaska was obsessed with her for so long. Starts with S and she's just a YouTuber and you just watch her play Roblox all day. I can't remember oh, her name. Anyway, okay. um, she's overtaken everything with this Darman and She's like, because he teaches really good lessons about how to not judge people and just to accept people for who they are. Oh, and wow. I was like, okay, Gold. on you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> In a really harsh way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow. Kids, are, they're doing the extreme thing though, aren't they? When they're they absorbing are. something in two to three minutes, it has to be a pretty strong, hard-hitting, quick message. Yeah, and they're they're for some reason they're just used to it. Well, my kids are used to it. I don't think mm. all kids are, and I think it would depend on each child because I know a lot of uh, Alaska's friends are a lot younger in their minds, um, but they're the firstborn in their family, whereas Alaska's yeah. got a 16-year-old brother. That's right. Her sense of humour is next level. Her awareness, her language, yeah. everything yeah. is so different. Yeah, um, makes sense. It does. Yeah. And I'm not going to pull her back. I'm not going to suppress well, or coat yeah, hanger because exactly. there is a reason why she's yeah. why she's so switched on and yep. ahead um, in her social awarenesses anyway. Hmm. But, yeah, it's th- there is so much out there that they are exposed to and about learning and judgment and lessons that is good and that is trying to counteract the bad. There's um, plenty tr- of that, isn't there? It, yeah. So I think promoting inclusion instead of exclusion, promoting the beauty in people's differences yeah, and the, the blessing in getting to experience differences. Like there is nothing more interesting than sitting with someone who knows something that you don't know. So enriching. Or has done something that you haven't done yet. Yeah. Even if it's something that you don't want to do. Like yeah. how good is it to listen to people tell stories? That's right. 
That's why I love a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shameless plug for podcasters. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. meant to be a quick one. I know it never it's never <laughs> quick when it comes to you and me but we hope this finds you well we hope it's giving you some food for thought all our ramblings we love yous we hope you're taking care and we'll speak to you next week we hope you had a great Easter weekend yeah later Bye. we love bringing turns out she's psychic to you each week at no cost so if you like what you hear please consider supporting the show by donating to our patreon we are a small operation researching coordinating and producing the show ourselves any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show as a thank you we'll send you out some tosby tattoos we'll give you a patreon shout out on the podcast there's a monthly live q a competitions and giveaways as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes for more details please click the link in the show notes of course if you want to get in touch send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com we welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or tracy and we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on insta at turns out underscore she's psychic bye-bye bye